0: Well, good morning, guys. Um, Today we're actually going to talk on three wonders of God's love towards us, okay? And how we can learn to be fathers who are in his likeness. We will look at three different topics today. The first one is God's sacrificial love. The second one is God's adoption of us as his children. And the third will be he leaves the 99 to seek you out. You know, today I want to actually talk to you about our loving Father. A Father who fully understands your joys and your sorrows and who is with you through it all. For some, this Father's Day is a sad day. For your child might be sick at home. You know, I I think of my brother Darren Panequa and his wife Mercedes and their daughter. You know, She's sick. For some of you, your children might be home with the father already, right? Like my brother Carlos and Christina. For st- and for some of you, your own father went home to be with the Lord already. But I want to tell you guys something. They finished the race, and many of them finished it so well. I think of, of my brother Conrado who finished the race so well, and he left such a, a legacy in his beautiful daughters, you know, Cynthia and Elizabeth. And I, I think of the impact he had on my own life. How I gleaned from him. And you know what? We have one joy that we will see all of them one day. Why? Because they're with their Heavenly Father, huh? That's why. And so, I want you to understand one thing. As fathers, he will strengthen us. Okay? He will teach us to lead our families in worship and prayer and reading of it. The most holy scriptures I also want to speak to you this morning of our father's love towards us his children when I was asked to give the study I had no idea what I was going to say so I began to pray and ask my Heavenly Father what do I write down what do I speak to your children because this is a, a high responsibility to speak to your children amazingly He gave me some of the words well he gave me all the words to speak right but to be sincere, at one point, he actually woke me up at 1 in the morning. I was in bed already, and the Lord just comes, as he, as he often does. And, Mijo, levantate, get up. He talks to me in Spanish, okay? Or sometimes he'll talk to me in Spanish, Levantate, come on, it's time. Bórale. So I got to get up. right? say bórale, pues, vamos a school. So I got to get my iPad and start typing away. But one thing I know about my, my Father God is... That when you pray earnestly and truly seeking from him, he will answer your prayer. And when he does, you must be ready to respond to that answer. And you can't complain about what time he calls you to, to do something. Even if it's one in the morning, it's okay. Why? Because it's it's the best thing that he knows that it's time for you to do something. You know, I, I, I didn't stay up too late. Writing this because he had already given me so much. But I was blessed to get up and type what he gave me to speak to y'all. You know, the first topic we're going to cover is God the Father's right, sacrificial love. In John 3.16, we read, For God so loved the world that he gave his Son, his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now, the key word here is what, what the Father did for us, what he gave. Now, what did he give? He gave his all. When you think about it, he gave his all in his son, Jesus Christ. His most precious and beloved son is an offering for us on the cross. I mean, that to me speaks so much. Now, how many fathers do you know who are willing to give up their sons as a sacrifice on behalf of another? Honestly, I couldn't tell you I know any. Most of us are probably thinking, oh, my son, no, no, no. But God did the opposite. Uh-huh. He said, you know what? My lost children who have gone astray. My son, I love you so much. But I want you to go down there. And do this for them. Die in their state. Die for their sins. And I'm amazed at that. Because our Heavenly Father has demonstrated. What the true meaning of love is. In that the true expression of love is. Sacrificial. This he showed us. That he was willing to sacrifice his only son so that we who are separated from him on account of our sins might become adopted children through faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I want you to understand one thing about God our Father. You can only truly know him as God your Father if you've accepted Jesus Christ into your heart and he has redeemed you and saved you from your sins and you've been adopted right into God's eternal family. You've been brought into god's sheepfold you have been made a family of, of the children of god for christ was even obedient when i think about this christ was obedient even unto the point of death that we might become and be called children of god man that's amazing to me when i think about that actually i started crying when i was when i was putting this this study together and i rarely ever cry when i, I put a study together i mean unless God is giving me something deep and profound that's touching my heart it will bring me joy and a lot of times tears because today I want to share something personal that not even my son and daughter know about me for you see they know that I was raised by my stepfather who I come to love very much who did the best he could to provide for me and my siblings yes he loves me as a stepson but not in the same way that you can truly love someone when God becomes your father. For you see, as a young boy and then a young man, my biological father was missing from my life for nearly 40 years was the last time I seen him or even spoke to him. I was maybe six, seven years old the last time I I saw my father But the hardest part is he knew where I was, but he didn't make an attempt to have a relationship with me. And this impacted my emotional well-being. It molded what I thought a father was supposed to be, which wasn't very good. But at the same time, it also filled me with rage, hate, distrust, selfishness, emotional insecurity, and a low self-concept and low self-esteem. See, my biological father was a womanizer and loved to party. I learned this later in life when I asked my mother why she and him split up and got divorced. She told me how he would vanish for weeks at a time to go be with other women. And how he was very much a poor provider. And a poor father in that sense. He always thought of himself first, never considered how we were faring. But he he always thought just of himself. And that was the hardest part. But the fact that he was never around led me to make many poor decisions as a young man. I had no one to truly guide me, so I also made poor decisions as a young man, right? When my children were young, I would leave for days at a time to party and get high. My wife never knew whether I was alive or dead until I would come home after a few days of missing For you see, the fact that my father wasn't around impacted who I would become as a father very, very much. I wasn't a very good example to my children when they were little. I could be mean or inattentive to their pleasing needs. I loved them, but I could never break free of my sinful lifestyle. There were moments when I thought all this happened because I didn't have a father to love me. Teach me or stop me from making these horrible choices. That I made in my life. There are those who say, but even if you have a father in your life, you still can make those choices. That is true. But I'll tell you this the fact of the, that a, a fatherless child has these things in, in common with what I've known a fatherless child has four times a greater risk of poverty, seven times more likely for a young woman to have a teen pregnancy, more likely to have behavioral problems, more likely to face child abuse and neglect more likely to use and abuse drugs and alcohol, more likely to be incarcerated. Unfortunately, I know that too well. It's two times more likely to suffer obesity, more likely to commit a violent crime, two times more likely to commit suicide, two times more likely to drop out of high school. And I can tell you personally that I fit nearly every one of these risk factors growing up. I know this is Father's Day, but the reason I am sharing this with you because I want you to understand one thing, the importance of a father, okay? A father's presence, especially a Christian father, in the lives of your sons and daughters. You as a father have the ability to prevent most of these factors from coming into play in the lives of your children. As fathers, we have been given a great responsibility, but you know what? None greater than to love our children, to be encouraging, to be supportive of them, to cherish them, and to lead them every day into the presence of the living God. We as fathers have the greatest impact on our children. We can teach our sons to fix their cars, change the brakes on the car, change their tires, build a fence, cut the lawn, do repairs around the house, clean the house. There is nothing shameful about a man cleaning a house. They'll call you in Spanish, they say, Eres un mandilón. I don't care. Call me a mandelon. I just love cleaning my home because I love a clean home, and I love making it easier for my wife and my children. I love to cook breakfast for them, lunch and dinner, and we can teach our children those things. You know, one thing I love is waking up on Saturday mornings, bumping Selena, when making breakfast for my family. If you've ever been to, uh, to Mammoth with us, you know that's true. Because at 7 in the morning, I'm up cooking and bumping Selena. And if you're asleep, you're going to be like, there goes Peter again. That's just me. That's how I roll. Hey, I got to have that excitement that, like my Efita used to dance. My mama would dance in the kitchen. Well, I got that from her. Let me tell you, I love talking to my daughter. She's sitting right there. I love talking to her about her future plans. Even if she's 25, it's still my duty okay, as a father to know these things. Let me say this, if you've ever said something mean, rude, wrong to your child, it is easier to apologize than to lose them, okay? If you're too proud to say I'm sorry to your child and ask for forgiveness, you will lose them. But when you're man enough and humble enough, guess what? It will strengthen your relationship with your children. There are some who are too proud to say this. And they wonder why they don't have a good relationship with their children. Why my kids don't talk to me. Maybe because you're mean to them. Maybe because you don't open up. Maybe because you don't share enough. Maybe because you're not expressing enough love. Okay, there are men that I know who are in this building and even at home today. They're divorced, you know. Yet they do all they can to maintain a strong relationship with their children. With their sons and daughters. And I applaud them for that, for never quitting and for forging that strong relationship between them and their children. As I told you, I didn't have a father that I can turn to growing up. I had a stepfather, and he did the best he could, but it was different. Because when you're growing up, and what back then it was, a, you know, step families. Today they're called blended families. It was different. I can see the relationship between my stepfather and my, and my younger half siblings that they had. I can see how he could express such a deeper love for them than he could for me. It was totally different. But we as fathers, we have that ability. Even if you are a stepfather, even, you know, as long as you're a Christian and you have the love of the Lord living in you, you can express that love to those children that aren't yours biologically. And guess what? You can do an impact and have a huge, huge impact, I should say, in their lives. Because let me show you with you this much. The night that I learned about Jesus, sacrifice on the cross, and the fact that my new heavenly father had sacrificed his only son so that I could be saved from my destructive lifestyle, as we read in Romans 5 where it says, but God showed his love for us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, and how he could lead me into a new life, not only as a man, husband, but as a loving, faithful, caring, compassionate, gentle, nurturing father. It changed my life and my view of what fatherhood truly meant. I can tell you this about God's love, it is unwavering, it's constant, it's enduring. His love has so thoroughly impacted me as a son, husband, father. I've learned that His love for me goes beyond all reasoning, all human thinking, all comprehension. It is limitless, unrelenting, it is compassionate, gentle. It fills every part of my heart and leaves nothing to void. I can't live without His love. His love is uncontainable, it, it cannot fully be... Grasp by our finite minds as love is immeasurable it is the highest degree of what it means to give willingly to know that he will never give up on us and will never abandon us and will always be with us and that he would never forsake us and will forgive me of my failures as a son as a father and even as a husband i just cannot fathom the thought of bringing myself to reject what he has offers to me when you consider His holiness, righteousness, and the fact that His grace is sufficiently perfect for us and our needs, and yet even as He's the God of heaven, the God of glory, the God of all true understanding, the God of righteousness, and He's the Lord of lords, and yet still has enough or more than enough time to think of me, to love me and guide me through this holy and sanctifying word, which washes me clean daily, His grace and His Holy Spirit, will completely change my life and my heart. His love which became a living fountain in which me, which now I can pour out upon my children, upon my wife, and those who do not know me or or don't know the Heavenly Father and His gracious love. Let me tell you, He transformed my very thought of living from no longer living to just get by, but to live my life for His glory and to honor Him who loved me before I was even born. His love is like a river. It's a river of blessings to my family. This grace-filled love which completely changed who and what I was, to whom and what he was creating, and is still creating in me to this very day. See, fatherhood is about dying to oneself for the benefit of your family, sacrificing your desires for their better being. It is about praying for their needs and leading them in prayer and worship daily. Because this is the true, Okay? unconditional and sacrificial love some of you men are fathers for the very first time this morning uh pastor henry was asking daniel and uh he said hey today is david's uh, first father's day hon huh? and i thought about that i said man i remember when he he was just a little boy and he's a dad now right it's amazing let me tell you guys something as first time fathers don't sweat it <laughs> This week I turned 48 years old. And so I always tell my wife and kids, they don't like it because I was born. Either my birthday falls on Father's Day or like two or three days before Father's Day. So I'm one of those that say, hey, dos regalos, two gifts, okay? Two different days. That's just me. But um, let me tell you, it's okay. You're not going to be a perfect father. None of us are. We don't always have it done right. This is why we come to the Father, okay? We come in prayer and we learn. We ask him. Hey, am I am I doing things right father what can I change and he will guide you through it all he will correct you it is in those moments that you must come okay to your glorious father for guidance and he will give you the understanding for he knows what you need before you ask at him you know this is the reason why I love it when my heavenly father says to me at 2, 3, 4 in the morning come on get up Right when I'm sound asleep mijo Yeah, come on, let's go pray. And you know why? Because it is then that He speaks to me without any interruptions. It is then that He will have my full attention. It is then that I will learn, okay, the way to be the kind of Father that He desires me to be. And He wants to make me into. My relationship is deepened evermore when I'm on my knees completely, fully surrendered to His perfect love. And my sleep is overcome with his gentle embrace. That's what I love about my father. That he knows when I need to be up in prayer. Even if it's two or three in the morning. Because usually through the day I'm busy. I'm I'm constantly going. And so I'll stop and pray, but not like I I really want to. So when it's two, three in the morning, God's really going to have all your attention. You're not even going to think about it twice. And, and it's crazy because that's when you feel your relationship deepen with the Lord. Now I can truly grasp and understand why Jesus would spend all night in prayer. Because he was being fully embraced by his Father. That's when you're a one-on-one with the Lord, when I was, like she said, when Naomi and Peter were smaller, when we used to live in Texas, there was one time when they were looking for me, and I can hear them calling me, "Dad, Dad, Dad!" Constantly like, throughout the whole house, and they were in the running around. They come into my room, they open my my door and in the closet, and they see me praying. And then I heard Naomi tell you know, little Peter, or second Peter as they call him. So I heard her say, shh, dad's praying. Close the door back. See, at that moment, I was just in that perfect state of communion with my father. But what they don't realize is I was praying for them, for my family. You know, and, and, and that's when you understand you belong to God. You're his child. He's your father. You're, you're adopted into his perfect... And glorious family. See all of you? You're all my brothers and sisters in Christ. One day the Bible tells us that every tongue and nation will bow, right? We'll all be there. I I love worship. I'll tell you this, you know, I was sharing with my brother Daniel earlier at home. I get up, I put on Spanish worship music, I fall on my knees, and just praise the Lord by myself. But I always envision and in my mind I have a vision. All of us, people of every tongue, tribe, nation, together, right there, praising God. Just worshiping him with all our heart, strength, soul, and mind. You know, that's why I'm not afraid or embarrassed to lift my hands up in prayer, because that's my daddy I'm worshiping. That's why I'm not embarrassed to fall on my knees and just praise him, because that's my daddy I'm glorifying. As my brother Andrew always says, Abba, Father. Father. Do you know him as your father? Do you understand you've been adopted into his glorious family? See, that's your daddy. Never be ashamed to worship. Too many too many of my brothers and sisters are standing around like this. Serial? No. You come, you come to worship. You you know what? When we were in the world, if you were listening to all these, you're right there, leg, yeah, right? You went to a rock concert back in the 80s. You had your lighter going, whoo. Do that here. Worship your father. Glorify your father. Honor your father. Show gratitude by worshiping him with an open heart. Just sing with all your might. Even if you don't sing good, who cares? To him it sounds beautiful. I often say, man, I sound like a dying rooster. but You know what? He's okay. My father thinks I sound great. To him, it's beautiful. So don't be afraid or embarrassed to praise God. Open your mouth. Say, thank you, Daddy, for loving me. Thank you for what you've done for me. Thank you for saving me. Because that's your Daddy. That's your jefe, as we say in Spanish. You know what? I can't keep from from shouting praise to my God. There's no way. Because that's my Father. Which brings us to our second point, which is God's adoption of us as his children. See, in John 3, 1, it says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us? That we should be called, what? Children of God. And that is what we are. Let me share this with you all. As a youngster, when I was young, I never quite felt that I fit into my own family. Even though I formed a part of the nucleus of our family... I didn't experience that same level of love that was often demonstrated towards other family members, as I told you. I don't recall ever hearing the words, I love you, directed towards me. Perhaps it was because my mother never heard them herself, or perhaps, as I often thought, the very presence of me reminded my mother of my father. And so it was hard for her to say, I love you, son. There were many occasions where I'd be walking home from school and would think, what if, when I get home, i have been abandoned and they all left me with just a note saying, have a good life. That's what I used to feel being at 10 years old and walking home and thinking, will anybody be there when I arrive? Because there was that lack of love in our home. And I'd get filled with anger towards my father for not being there for me. And so I did what so many young men try to do find a place where they fit in. I began to run around with the, a group of misguided young men. I began to do things that often get me in trouble with the law. This is why I respect the law. This is why I respect law enforcement. Because the reason that that I got in trouble was for misbehaving. The reason that I was incarcerated was because I was doing things that I shouldn't be doing. So I don't hold any uh, thoughts towards law enforcement. I love law enforcement. I have many family members of mine who are in law enforcement, and they're doing the best they can. I respect what they do. But all this was as often because, as I said, what if I had a father who loved me enough to say, come live with me? But my father wasn't around. My father was never there for me. Like I told you, I didn't speak to him for nearly 40 years. It wasn't too long ago that I actually got to speak to my father for the first time. And it was only because one of my aunts on Facebook said, Would you like to talk to him? Because he's back in El Salvador. And I said, Sure. So she set it up. And uh, that was the first time I ever talked to him a couple years back. And it turns out he's he's a Christian now. You know, so God saved him in his old age. So as fathers, we have a duty to assure our sons and daughters of our endless love, of our encouragement and commitment to them, and guide them in the word of God to help our sons be men after God's own heart. Okay? We must lead them in prayer. We must hug them and say, I love you, son, and not feel awkward about doing it. Not this kind of hug. Okay? Not that kind. A true hug. Massive embrace. To our daughters, we must be an example the type of husband that they must seek after. We must take charge of our familial responsibilities, even when we feel drained. It is then that we must fall on our knees and be saturated with the power of the Holy Spirit in His glorious presence, that we might meet the needs of our children through the power of God's grace. Too often this is what happens. I'm tired. I don't have time right now. You know what? Yeah, we get tired. It is true. I'm not going to lie. We do get tired. But if we come to the fountain of love and strength who is God our Father, He'll fill us, He'll strengthen us. He'll give us what we need to pay attention to our families. There are so many fathers who leave their daughters to chase after the wrong men. They shirk their duties to protect them. You know, Growing up, I'll share this with you growing up. I knew a lot of young girls who were who were pregnant at, at sixteen years old. They had no fathers. You know, some I understand if they're young, their father might have been killed. You know, and that's it's different. But so many of them did have fathers, but you know where their daddies were? Locked up in prison. That's where daddy was. Over and over and over. They put themselves and their own desires first instead of their responsibilities as fathers. Listen to what the Lord says. You know, we are, love them. That's what he says. Love your children. Love them with your actions, your expressions of love and gentleness. Why? Because our Heavenly Father who made us a part of his family does that for us. He doesn't allow us to chase after the corruption of the flesh, does he? Have you ever heard of God saying, yeah, go ahead and uh, chase after some other woman who's not your wife? No, that's the devil. Our Father says, love your wife. Love your children. Be an example. Don't indulge in the delicacies of the world. Why? Because he says, I love you and I want what's best for you. When I was younger, yeah, I I used to what we call pistear, drink used to drink a lot there was always beer in my fridge that was before I got saved right but when Christ came into my life the night that I got saved everything that didn't belong to God's family God's home went into the trash went down the toilet the night that I got saved you know what I went through my house and I shared with some of you guys I looked through my house. I found where all my dope was. And I started flushing everything down the toilet. Because see, now I had a father who loved me. And wanted what was best for me. And I wanted to be a good example to my daughter and to my son. He's also back there doing the PowerPoint. You know, one day my brother, my, my younger brother comes and says, You know, it's, it's a trip. Your daughter is so different from some of our other family members and I said well it's nothing I've done it's what God and my father has done it's nothing that I've told them. it's what I have listened to my father say to do and so through actions they've learned because they trip off they say you know what your kids can be sitting at the table and they won't drink alcohol everybody else is getting drunk but your son and daughter won't touch a drink Why? Because they were so little, they can't remember me drinking. They don't remember me smoking. They don't know any of that. God made me into a different kind of father. Not a worldly father. Because I know many men who still to this day get drunk. And their children to this day sit alongside their pops and get drunk together. And then wonder why their kids get killed in a drunk driving accident because that's the example you set as fathers we have a great responsibility to set a good example for our daughters but who is our example God our heavenly Father's is example that's who we look up to to lead us and teach us mold us and shape us instruct us and guide us every day this truth I know that upon receiving Jesus Christ as my Savior, all the agape love of the Father was poured out upon me in an instant, great right then and there. My heart was flooded with His pure unconditional and infinite love. It was as if a great flood was washing away all my filth. That great all-pouring I experienced on the night that I was saved transformed my very existence. As we read in Ephesians 2, 4 through 5, it says, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. With God our Father, love is not merely one of his attributes, okay? But his very nature, his very essence is love. As the scripture says in 1 John 4, 16, And we know, And we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and the one who remains in love remains in God, and God remains in him. Today here in this building and out those doors are so many young men and women who feel empty because they have never truly experienced this love of a father. They have no concept of this true, sincere, thirst-quenching, pure love that they are lacking and so desperately desiring that can only be found in God alone. And it is given through his precious and gracious son, Jesus Christ. Many of you, my brothers, are blessed to be able to love and cherish your children. I know that for me every day is as special as the day before. It is for this very reason that I tell my kids as often as possible that I love them. Because God tells me every day that he loves me now once a week when i come here or when i'm online teaching the young uh, high schoolers every day god says i love you they know they have a father who loves them as christians we are His adopted children and we read this in john 1 12 13 where it says but as many as received him to them he gave the right to become children of god to those who believe in his name who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, of man, but of who? God. Spiritual rebirth. New creation. New man. A new life. Brand new fathers. All the old man is washed away. Today, you start a new clean slate, the Lord says. I will mold you. I will lead you. I will teach you. I will be the potter. You will be the clay. Galatians 3.26 says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. As his children, we uh, now have an eternal father. Think about that. I didn't have a father growing up, but now I have an eternal father. And we can partake in this eternal relationship with the one who first loved us. While we were still sinners, that is written in Romans 5 8. But God demonstrated his own love towards us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Some of you know, right? This verse, very good. But do we need to apply it every day to our, our homes, our lives? You know, some of you know of our niece Jacqueline, right? My little huerita, my little cutie pie. They call her my little mamas. She came to live with us when she was six months old. She's going to be three years old in August. But from the day she arrived at our home, I gave her three promises. The first one is to love her as my own. Second, to protect her as my own. And the third, to shelter her as my own. And shelter her through God's word, I can accomplish all this. He leads me because he strengthens me, because he shows me how I can do this. I cannot accomplish this on my own. It's impossible for me as a man to do a lot of these things. But through his word and his grace, all things are possible. Because that is exactly what God did for me when he adopted me into his family. He molded me. He instructed me. He loved me and he continues doing his good work in me as in y'all. As fathers, we have a great responsibility to make sure our families understand this. To make sure that they are secure in their walk with God our heavenly loving father to make sure that they have a deep understanding of this great love that we have a love so deep so vast that the emptiness of space cannot hold it for his love runs deeper than any ocean we cannot take it for granted that they will be okay just because we're still here just because we're still in this building together gathering on sundays as a family no, we must make sure that they know that wherever they are, wherever they go, our Heavenly Father is with them and our love is with them. As I said, I tell my children all the time, almost daily, daily basis, two or three times a day, I love you. Even though my daughter's 25 and my son is 23, guess what I do? I bear hug them. My son might be taller than me, but I'll pick him up even from his bottom, his nilgots, give him a big old tight hug. He's like, Rawr. but I love my children. And I expressed it to them. My daughter, I got to squeeze gender because she, you know, she's more petite. Him is like, hey, toughen up, boy. And I always tell you ain't be taller than me, but I'm still stronger. But I'll tell you what, our baby niece has never been left out. She knows that we love her. Because I tell her every day, I love you, mamas. I give her hugs, kisses but also express my love in other ways. I play house with her every day. I play house with her. I take her to the swing set that we have in our home, and I swing her two hours sometimes because she wants to be on that thing. Or down the slide, constantly up, down. Or I take her out to the koi pond, and she'll say, take a fish. I'll get the, the net, and I'll take a fish and put it out to her, and she, she loves doing that. So I let her know that I love her. But more than anything, I pray for all three of them. As fathers and those who are grandfathers, we strive to make sure that we leave, okay, we must strive to make sure that we leave a lasting legacy in our children through the grace and the love that we found in Jesus Christ. I believe that many of today's social problems arise from the fact that too many fathers are absent. million children today are fatherless in America. That's a large portion of kids with no fathers. It's a large portion of kids whose fathers are either dead due to drugs or incarcerated. And so many of them find themselves back in the system as well. But not only that, a lot of times their fathers are too busy. To love their children when they are present. And I say this because when I was young and incarcerated, I knew this. I met a lot of young men like this. They had fathers, but their fathers never showed any love towards them. So they always got in trouble with the law. But you know what? I've also come to meet a lot of men who have come to the understanding that God is their eternal father. And this realization changed their lives completely as it did mine. To hear God's sweet, gentle voice speaking to us must always lead us to act accordingly with our children. My joy is in him. My heart and my faith are intertwined with his precious love. Which brings us to point three. He leaves the 99 to seek you out. Matthew eighteen twelve fourteen 14 says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the 99 and go to the mountains to seek the one that is straying? And if he should find it, surely I say to you, he rejoices more over that one, okay, than the 99 that he did not go astray. Even so, it is not the will of your father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. It is estimated that today there are approximately 2.3 billion people who identify themselves as Christians in this world. But the true identity of being a child of God comes down to One main characteristic, and that is whether we have a relationship with our Heavenly Father or not. Understand this most important point. God does not have grandchildren. He only has children. And just as we have sons and daughters that we love and we will seek after if they should leave our home for the pleasures of the world, it is because of the fact that we love them that we will go after them. Just as our Heavenly Father has gone after us to make us a a part of his family. To bring us into an adoption, father-son relationship with him. That's what he did for me. He sought me out. He called me. Because people were praying for me. Before I even got saved, you know, there was one brother who thought, man, he told Pastor Manny, I don't think Peter's ever going to get saved. You know what? I don't think he's going to live very long. I think he's going to die one of these days because I had a a drug overdose just before that. And Manny said, bro, keep praying. Don't give up. Keep praying. A week later, I walked in on January 21st at 7.30 p.m. in 2001, and I gave my life to Christ and changed my entire being. Because I learned who my heavenly father was and what he had done for me. See, it is his unrelenting love. Because he is unwilling to give up on us. He loves us so much that the moment one of his children goes astray, guess what? He immediately goes after them. While this concept of God loving you, that much may seem hard to believe that it is true, so many young and older Christians today, I think about them who have walked away from God because they never understood that true love. And they went up to the world's pleasures and it grieves God just as it would grieve us if our children left the faith or break off the relationship with God. Most of our physical and emotional distress is due to our own moral failures. By Him coming to us and removing our sin and our guilt from our lives, guess what? God's love is bringing us into a healing and a renewed emotional and a spiritual state. As a father, I cannot say I love you to my children and then just let them go off to live a life of decadence, a life of disobedience to God's word. That will bring about sorrow and a self-destructive behavior. Understand this, when we are gathered here as a body of believers, the Lord okay, knows who is missing. He knows when his children aren't present. He knows when his children are homesick, or maybe at work, okay, or traveling. Maybe they're moving to another city. But he also knows when his children start to fall back into the sin of the world. When temptation starts to overcome them. It is then that we need to call for God, because he's always been seeking us. He calls you. You may see someone from the church, or you can get a phone call, you know, urging them to come back. I know brothers here who have done that. When somebody wasn't here, they said, hey, you know, I haven't seen brother so-and-so for a while. Give him a call. Go visit him. That's your brother. That's your sister. Don't leave them to just walk away from the grace and the love of God. Go after them. God is using you to go after them. And it's beautiful when they come back. I've, I've seen people walk through those doors and say, Man, you know what? I ran into so-and-so at the store. And he told me, Bro, I haven't seen you. And it just impacted my heart that somebody cared that much for me that they realized I wasn't here. They noticed I was missing. Well, yeah. You're my brother. You're my sister. How can I know you're not here? Unless I'm asleep. See, God knows. And He uses us as children to go after his children because he loves them because God doesn't have grandchildren he has children your brothers and sisters you know this beautiful relationship that we share with our father we need to nurture we need to let it grow you know, we need to just seek after him we need to honor him I love this it's author unknown I don't know who wrote it, but it says, I like children, or like children, some of us will return God's love and some will not. Nevertheless, he loves all of us. God's gift of love and salvation are freely offered to all, even to those who choose the path of wickedness. As a loving, a loving father, God is also merciful. He is always willing to forgive a truly repentant sinner and give him or her another chance. Even when we sin, we can be assured that God still loves us and seeks to bring us back into harmony with him however it is up to us for only we can accept or reject god's love no matter how far our lives have drifted away from god we must never be discouraged and think we are beyond hope see none of us are are beyond god's love and i just want to share that with you guys i know today is father's day but let me tell you That same love that is being poured out on you as fathers, pour it out on your kids. Man, if you ever said something mean, apologize. You know? Just say, you know what, mijo, mijo, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to to grieve you. Hug them. Love them. And if they mess up, it's okay. Love them. Don't yell at them. Embrace them. And they will know my daddy loves me. Especially if you're, you know, like I said, if you're a Christian, we have to express God's love. The same love that is expressed towards us. When I think about my Father in Heaven's love for me, man, it's amazing. It's it's something that I just can't live without. It's something that I have to express to my own kids. Because when I did not know him, he was calling me. He waited patiently for me to love him and to come to him and to know him. He sought after me in the darkest of moments. His glorious love rescued me and brought me into this love relationship with him. This is my father. And I hope that he is yours as well. But if you do not have a relationship with Christ, if you have no relationship with God and do not know the love of the father to Day, let it be the day of your salvation today let it be the day that he becomes your eternal heavenly father today let it be the day that you are filled with his glorious love his pure sanctifying grace and they will change you forever so please as fathers I just want to applaud you for the work you're doing in your families and I want to encourage you to keep praying for your children Talk to them daily. Find out how their day was. Just as God does with us. Okay? Let's pray.